Hey everybody, it's good to see you all again. This segment is just to kind of let you guys know what is going on in this episode. So in this episode, there is a situation um, towards the end or anywhere in this episode, there is a blank. That means there's no sound coming in the episode. And you might think that is your fault. That is my fault. You can blame me, say it was my fault because that is editing problem and that's because of recording and the recording platform that I use. If that happens to be in the in the episode, if that's in it, um, what you need to do is to just disregard it. Don't worry about it. Consider it like an ad break. Consider it like a break. Consider it like we're taking a five-minute break. Consider it like that. So no freaking out. No need to worry. Make sure you guys enjoy the episode. Enjoy what's in it. And y'all have a good one. And enjoy this one. Really enjoy it and have fun. And please disregard the blanks in there because other than breaks. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. And thank you guys for understanding and for your cooperation. What's up, the entire world? What's up, y'all? Hi, how are you guys doing? Um... I am back. I'm back. Actually, I'm always here. So technically, I'm not back. I'm always here. Anyway, I'm here with Sean. Um, who is who? Excuse me. I'm stuttering. You'll hear that a lot. He's an incredible producer and a composer, and he is joining with us uh, tonight. I'm so stoked and excited. Welcome. Good show, Sean. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Yes, of course. This is so exciting. This is so cool. Um, and he's also from Australia. So you guys remember, I've not done um, Australia. I haven't done that area in, what, um, <laughs> since, I don't know, probably um, in a year or so. I'm yeah, stoked. <laughs> I'm stoked. Um, so y'all love producers. Um, you're brand new here. And I allow artists, everybody to just give a little something of themselves would you mind doing so yeah yeah sure um well uh did you want me to just speak about myself or yeah that's why i was applying oh okay sorry yep sure so um so my name is sean um i'm from sydney australia Uh, i basically make music that tells your story uh i work uh with uh corporate clients and also work with a lot of uh, youngsters also in terms of getting them uh, on their feet as a, as a composer uh, and getting them to understand that uh, music is a type of language that they can also work through with their expression uh, and it's just a, a really great time to I, I, I am somebody who is also from a from an ethnic background so I'm actually uh, Indian heritage uh, but I'm from Malaysia so um, it's it's something that I like to work with especially with a lot of the ethnic communities because uh, usually when they say, um, uh, when you see somebody from an ethnic community who does creative, it's very unheard of because usually uh, in the ethnic communities, uh, you're either a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer, nothing else otherwise. <laughs> um, so it's, it's interesting to see uh, for me uh, to be able to work and also, I guess, uh, uh, defy the odds, so to speak, and be able to just set an example that, you know, you can be a creative and still make it work. Uh, financially as well and also feel bring a sense of fulfillment to the community around you uh, in regards to music as form of uh, mental health and also working towards 
um, just telling stories. I, I'm a big sucker for stories. Uh, so I love uh, what story people bring. Every one of us uh, have different journeys in our life. And um, I'm excited to see how music can tell that particular story that uh, you are so interested in. Oh, wow. Wow, dude, you got a lot going on. Look at that. that that's amazing. That, that's incredible. And I love that you, um, that you're a huge help um, to people with ethnic uh, backgrounds. It's really, it's really cool and amazing that, oh, thank you. that you're a big part of their life. That's incredible. Thank you. Yeah, of course. That's really huge, dude. It's really huge. That's really incredible that you're doing yeah like that. I, I think i think um sometimes we uh forget that uh we want to um we put ourselves our our aspirations and the things that we want most because it's all about uh making it work so to speak uh and sometimes uh i remember there was one statement i was listening to um that uh, if you if you die right now what will die with you your dreams your ideas your hopes any unfinished stories that you have and i think that's the biggest thing that i want i don't want to have is that where when i come to my deathbed and i have this feel of regret of like a coulda woulda shoulda kind of attitude so um i was actually previously an accountant and i um i said to myself i couldn't see myself doing this long term and i said let's take the plunge and do music full time and you know here's my coming to my fifth year now doing music uh, and actually just a couple of months ago, I am actually now working for myself. I don't work for any other schools. I just work for my own, um, which is uh, pretty amazing. I do a lot of teaching on the side, but I've now decided to just go fully solo, which is uh, uh, a learning curve on its own. But I, I like to always think that there's never a final destination, so to speak. Uh, it's always a, a never ending journey. And I have to constantly remind myself <laughs> day by day. <laughs> yes, yes, 100%. And that's like reality. That's like reality. Um, you don't want you don't want regrets. You don't. You want a successful and fulfilling life. I'm one hundred percent all for it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I respect what you're doing, and it's incredible what you're doing. I respect all of it. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Um, and actually, I wanted to dive right into, well, story time. I guess get sure. it story and you like it, it's a joke okay <laughs> it's funny um anyway i want to jump right into your life because yep. you have such a wild like i guess not wild i guess like a very unique life that you have um yeah. so i want to really know your life story i want to know um you know basically your life story and what you learned along the way yeah yeah sure so i was um so i was born in in uh, west malaysia in in a in a, a town called kuala lumpur uh i was a second generation malaysian my um funny enough both my parents were from either side of malaysia so my dad was from west malaysia my mom was from east malaysia and uh they basically uh got met uh, around you know through arranged marriage and i was born in malaysia at that time uh, my music journey um, started when I was two in a group lesson in piano uh, and I've been doing it ever since but I was the kind of kid uh, if everyone went left I would go right um, so uh, I don't I don't know why but I just felt like I, I, I would want to do something a bit more different uh, and it came to when it came to my musical journey 
uh, I around 10 years uh, I, I knew that uh, when I grew up I grew up in a, in a notion that music it's all about performing it's all about having those sellout shows um, kind of like people you see today like Katy Perry Shawn Mendes and you know those kind of those kind of live gigs and run away a lot of people buy your tickets and whatnot so those were the images that I had in my head uh, but I realized that performing was never my thing because performing was requiring uh, to have uh, some a sheet of music in front of you and you just basically play as what written uh, I was the kind of kid that um, if it was there I'll always give my own ideas and my own input why don't you do it this way why do you do it that way uh, and it's and, and around that time with this we're talking around just in in the sort of late 90s early 2000 uh, so around 98 99 that time uh, was when I found myself into this whole activity of composing and it started with basically um, an activity with my teacher who said uh, uh, teaching me a little bit about transposition and with transposition it's basically moving from one key to another uh, I end up doing the whole entire major series scales uh, which is about seven different keys uh, and the teacher was like wow okay cool and I did it all by ear without having to write it down uh, so I didn't know what I had technically uh, in terms of what would the terms were called but I knew I had something in me and I knew that music was uh, an escape or something that I really liked if whenever I had issues with the world so to speak um, and then uh, so I, I always kept you doing music the only thing that I guess uh, in Malaysia, so music would always be considered as an extracurricular. It was never a recognized uh, subject, so to speak. So um, if you would do, do to do music, it was either uh, you would you would either be doing it because you want to try and look good on your resume or as 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 a, as a uh, on your sort of curriculum uh, thing that you, you tried something different so it's always considered extracurricular not something that was part of a system like in your education system as a mandatory or a, you know um thing that you would do um and then around late 2002 was when i moved from uh, malaysia to sydney australia um and life was definitely different then around early 2000s i had to um coming from a from a, a society that was predominantly sort of eastern and then coming to a more westernized influence society uh, where English was a, a main speaking language uh, and there was a lot of uh, things that was different for me in terms of lifestyle as well uh, for example um, Malaysia doesn't really have a, a strong public transport service but in uh, Sydney Australia comparatively it has like for example people take the train and uh, you know there's also like buses there's uh, there's ferries and I was like wow okay I can I can do these things which is great uh school system was also very different in malaysia you'd have uh, morning morning sessions and afternoon session whereas here it's like you start at nine you finish at three and that's pretty much five days a week uh, and then you do all these other extracurricular activities on the side but one thing that really piqued my interest was the fact that you could do music as a subject in school and that can be recognized as a formal education uh, which really really excited me so i was lucky enough when I did my high school um, I know so far for for, for, the, for your listeners uh, high school here is basically year 7 to year 12 um, I know you guys in, in, in America you've guys got the middle school and high school which is a little bit more different but for here we have the year 7 to year 12 which is our high school and primary is uh, basically from kindy to year 6 uh, so I, I came here just as towards the end of my year 7 
uh, early year eight. Um, so when I first came here, it was very interesting, uh, you know, uh, different lifestyle, different ways of doing things. Um, I guess as a, as a young teenager, I was probably around 13, 14 at that time, uh, trying to find your position and trying to find your whole, I guess, where do you fit in this whole grand scheme of things, <laughs> uh, you know, and how much of a, of a chess player, you know, you are and whatnot, um, you know, how different people that you meet are always teaching you different experiences, whether it be good or bad. Uh, I had a lot more to learn. Uh, I was uh, always uh, getting myself into trouble because, uh, mostly because I, there were a lot of things that I really wanted in life which I never got. So, for example, uh, I, I know being a musician, sometimes you can be very, uh, you know, you like the the fact that a lot of people like you, a lot of people talk to you and that kind of stuff. So there was a lot of psychological behavioral that I need to sort of understand as a kid as well. And also growing up, understanding, uh, you know, things like adolescence and puberty and, you know, uh, law of attraction and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so as I was growing up, uh, one thing that felt very constant to me was just about uh, music. Uh, I always consistently do music all the way. Uh, the other subjects I would always get in trouble with. So whenever it came to uh, parent-teacher night, it was one of those nights that I really uh, did not like because uh, the always comment is that uh, Sean talks too much. Uh, Sean never sits down. Uh, Sean always uh, talks back to the teacher <laughs> uh, um, and all that kind of stuff uh, because uh, I, I, I felt that in what one of the things that I've learned in music is that your ideas is always so special and it's always a, you need to have a safe space where you can uh, speak speak your thoughts and your minds uh, in, in a more safe way rather than a more sort of you know, abusive way because sometimes I feel uh, I went into that spot where whatever was in my head was just come up and it'll be like verbal diarrhea. So sometimes there was also things like, for example, uh, understanding the social norms, uh, you know, what, what are things that you should say in public or what are things you should sort of just be mindful about, you know, be respectful of your surroundings and whatnot. Um, so I, I was growing up trying to learn and understand how the world was going through. Uh, and as I was growing up, um, my, uh, my older brother actually, uh, got diagnosed with a tumor and, uh, that was a big mindset shift again in general, because, uh, I was probably 14, 15, understanding what adversity was, uh, how it was. And, and I guess not knowing how to, um, respect that everybody has their own sort of journey to go through in life and i being a young kid i was a i was a middle child so i've got an older brother and a younger sister um i would always uh i guess never understood why my parents would never, would never under, talk to me or you know would sort of i guess bypass me so to speak um a very common uh, thing that a lot of people say they call it the middle child syndrome i think i had that for sure um so uh, it, it's uh, it's uh, it's something that I, I i'm sort of used to but i've sort of just got gotten over it uh, and as i as i grew up i, I realized that um when it came to so i guess yes uh, i guess 17 18 years uh, it was that time of your life where you sort of just go okay well it's time for you to choose like what do you want to do after school and um i said to myself well I want to do music um, and my parents said to me was um, can you put a family of family of uh, can you feed a family of five by, by doing music um, and at that time I remember there was a statement that somebody one of the family friends said uh, you know are you gonna work as a as a you know 
quote unquote checkout check uh, to to and and do that for the rest of your life so that you can pay your bills. Um, obviously, that person, you know, in today's world, I guess with with the with the pandemic and everything, we know that those people who work in the in those grocery stores are considered essential, and they are the ones that are helping us going through. So you know, there was a big mindset shift at that time. Uh, this was around two thousand six, two thousand seven. Uh, so, um, I remember hearing comments like, can you, can you put a food on table? Can you support a family? Uh, can you commit yourself? You know, uh, the, the general thinking was, uh, you know, go to school, get a job, uh, get married, have wife, have kids. Uh, and, and that's pretty much it. It was that very sort of perfectly ordained life. That was a thing. And you had to do the careers that were considered like important to them. So. I knew my parents came from a generation that uh, you either had to be a doctor or a lawyer. Uh, if you do any of those two, uh, it's not considered as like, you know, the highest of merit, so to speak. Um, both my parents are engineers, um, so they <laughs> they definitely defied all odds <laughs> uh, in terms of social, social, social uh, sort of constructs, so to speak. Um, so when I decided that I wanted to, uh, so when I said I wanted to do music, I was like, well, okay, there was no clear direction, so to speak, to go with this. So I decided to, my brother was doing um, uh, accounting at the time and me and my brother were 15 months apart. So uh, there were times where whatever my parents would do for my older brother, they would also treat me as the same. So but most of the time, sometimes we would be treated like as though we were two uh, same beings um, and when then as we grow up we realized that we were two completely separate people um, I'm very very creative uh, my brother's very structured um, I am more uh, I'm spontaneous but I'm also freestyle I'm more out there my brother's more sort of uh, like to keep to himself and very different so we there was different personality traits um, so I decided uh, being a young kid all I ever wanted to do was you know as I was growing up, I was already in, in, in the bad books of like every teacher's, um, you know, my parents would never like going to parent teacher interviews because of hearing all the, you know, the, the, the opposite compliments to what my brother would get. My brother would get like, yeah, he's a good studious boy. And then when he came to Sean, Sean was like, yeah, this guy can never sit still. He talks a lot. Uh, talk, always talks back to the teachers, uh, talks a lot, but never gets the work done. <laughs> all those kind of comments and st things like that. Um, so it was very... Um, uh, so for me, the biggest thing was getting my parents' approval because uh, as a young kid, uh, the biggest thing that you always want in your life is always your parents to always look at you and say, like, you did it. You're great. You're doing okay. You're all right. Um, so I did what um, what would be, make my parents happy was actually doing um, what, what my brother was doing, which is accounting. So I jumped into accounting around 2008. Um, did a little bit of that. It was great. It was fun. Um, but... I realized that there was something missing in me. Um, there was a big gap in my life. Um, I said to myself, okay, enough music adventures. It's time to get serious and, you know, uh, make a living. And then I realized that I couldn't take music away. It was a part of my life. It was something that I really enjoyed it with. But, it, but there was no uh, environment and no curriculum, so to speak, uh, where you could have an, uh, an to to foster these kind of things um you know back then i think that was when facebook started coming out and social media was a was a term of like what is that term you know um so uh, you know uh, so i had to sort of understand where i wanted to go with this um so i i, I was doing a lot of uh, music for more uh i i i, I was I, I do meditation at the time 
so I was doing this meditation, but I would always use that as a way to, to foster my musical activities. But then, then I realized that I wanted to do more of it. It was, I was having this sort of weird personality split, kind of like how Bruce Wayne and Batman has their own sort of split where, um, I would be Bruce Wayne in my, my nine to five accounting job, but, uh, Batman is the, is the persona that I really adopted and I really love, which is my music persona. Um, and for those of you who are not familiar with the, the, the comics, uh, Bruce Wayne is actually just a, a fake avatar for what, uh, what Bruce actually wants to be, which is actually being Batman, and Batman is who who he really is. Um, so I realized that Batman is more me. I had to do something about it. Um, I involved myself in more and more music things. There was a lot more uh, charity theater productions that was I was being involved where music was a part of it. I did a lot of gigs here and there, all again in the name for charity. You know, just getting it. But then I was like. I wanted to do more of it. It was so much so that I actually got myself uh, let go from a job because I spent a lot of time doing other things uh, than doing my actual accounting job. Um, and also uh, it led me to a position where uh, I wasn't doing well at my studies uh, in university for accounting. Um, you know, not, not sure which direction to go. You know, the subjects would not really interest me. I would be there physically, but my mental being was just somewhere else. Um, and then I realized halfway through that I, this wasn't for me. I felt so many times that I actually got uh, suspended and expelled from the university. <laughs> um, uh, and also I, uh, with the jobs that I was with, I actually, uh, was asked to let, uh, was asked to leave because I was just, uh, not performing well enough. Um, and that made me realize that there was a lot of things that I had to do and work out a lot of soul searching. Uh, and then I realized that was, um, my time to start looking into this music thing and start understanding how can I make it work? How can I, you know, if I wanted to do this, how can I make sustainable living? How can I still do the things that a lot of people uh, aspire to, you know, um, where is that, you know, getting married, you know, having kids, being a, being a parent, uh, have a house, have a car, uh, all that kind of stuff. Because I, I know I, I would always see in the music world, uh, it's either you, you, you achieve, uh, platinum status, which is like the, the rich of the rich, or you become the starving musician. There's no in between. Um, and this is the mindset that uh, I had to really, really learn because, uh, you can still make a living and still be sustainable and, you, but you don't have to be the, the next, you know, the next child prodigy, so to speak and whatnot, but you can still do okay. Uh, so that was an interesting thing to, to work through. And then when I looked up for people that I considered as role models, uh, there was not really a lot of people around. And I was asking myself like, that shouldn't be, that, that should, that's a big issue right there. And that's a big hole because what if the younger people than me, I knew people who were already married and they have their own kids. And what, what are the type of role models are we setting up for them? Um, you know, who are they going to look up to, for example, um, if, if, if a young person from my community wants to become uh, a music composer and do that for a living, um, who would they model their life on? Would they model of somebody famous or would they model for somebody that they know who it's within their own community um, and whatnot? Uh, and that made me, made me ask myself to go, what, what should I be doing? And then I asked myself, I said, I liked my composing. I liked the idea of making music. I knew, I knew in my hardest of hearts that if you drop me into this ocean of uh, the music world, I will find my way. 
but where that way was, I'd have no idea. <laughs> I, had to sort of, I had to sort of think about that a bit more. Uh, and what was the interesting thing was, uh, you know, getting the right people, you know, getting mentors, getting uh, people who are actually in the industry who, would, who are not um, the, the famous or famous, but just, just the common person like, like, like that we know. Uh, could be somebody that you just walk past on the street and that could be the, the next uh you know the, a music uh, composer that you probably know or, or never heard of um and that was the thing that excited me so i i worked with uh with a, a great man uh, by the name of henry dib uh he really mentored me all the way and i had lessons with him and around late 2015 was when i decided to myself and said all right let's take the plunge and let's make it work and let, let's uh let's uh leave this this uh the safe secure job and uh go be a musician um and at that time uh i had about three months before i started my 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 course here in sydney australia um and i also had an opportunity to audition in london so i took the biggest opportunity in my life and went traveling in uh so many different countries in the world i went from london to south korea to india uh to uh India for a friend's wedding and I went down south to visit my grandparents then I went to uh, around sort of Christmassy time I went to um, Goa which is more eastern side of uh, India uh, and then after that I went to Vietnam for New Year's uh, and then I went to Malaysia after that then I went to Thailand and then I came back to uh, you know Sydney just right in time for my um, for my first day of uni. <laughs> um, and that was an amazing travel thing that I went through. I experienced a lot of things. I learned a lot about myself. Um, I can safely say to myself that I did a lot of things that I never thought I would, but I, I gave it a crack. Um, and as I went through this journey of music, I learned a lot more myself about how it's about you and just the different onion peeling, uh, sort of things that I went through. Um, revealing about yourself about how you you know how much you have to put yourself and your you know, i guess a little bit about yourself into your into the work that you do i'm a big believer of whenever you create something a part of you is in that so uh that's the kind of legacy that you would leave and going back to my to my statement of uh hearing where if you die what are you leaving with you the fact that i really enjoyed that when I leave this earth, I know the fact that people will still listen to my music. Why do people still listen to Bach and Mozart when they're long gone in, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago? And that's the best thing that I could ever ask for for myself is that when I, when, when I move on from this plane of existence, I know that people will still remember me for my music more than anything else. And that's how they feel alive with that. And that I feel is the best way to, to, to live with your life. For me, a lot more learning journey is just the fact that understanding myself breaking down the war the walls within myself uh realizing that um i was mostly angry with myself and not angry with every other people and being accountable to myself and making sure that i am owning up to things rather than running away from things uh and at the end of the day just showing up it's funny i've got on my wall over here i've got these little six affirmations that i write over here and the six affirmations are basically commit show up step up forgive keep going don't stop and i repeat that six affirmations every single day so that i remember the journey that i go through commit myself show up every day step up my my game forgive myself for any mistakes that i make and just keep going and don't stop and that's the motto that i live by and you know here i am in my second month trying to be fully fledged fully solo 
doing my own thing um and now i i, I work with people who uh, especially in my community they realize that there is a creative indian in our, amongst us oh my god this is great wonderful and i'm so lucky to have an opportunity to jump on podcasts like these ones to be able to share stories because i think it's important to know that you can go for what you want and you don't you you also got to give yourself the permission to 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 get that uh but don't ask permission from somebody else to go do what exactly that you want to do listen to your heart listen to your intuition um it's the most scariest things out there and sometimes there'll be a lot of naysayers out there um prove them wrong uh i i'm somebody who uh would take no would would not would never take no for an answer i'm always someone who'll take yes for everything i will always find a way no matter what um and if there's anything that doesn't work i know that i really have myself to blame through but here i am um you know making it work and looking forward to what the next couple of years or you know decades hold for me i suppose um yeah um i got oh i'm all over the place <laughs> oh <laughs> my bad <laughs> no it's um i just didn't expect all that no offense but i just didn't like that was like a book it's like you wrote a book about your life and you just read it as a chapter <laughs> but yeah. i but seriously though um i'm i'm deeply moved you can't tell but i'm deeply moved and ultimately this really shows that music was the right path for you because i can see that you've tried many things you tried accounting you tried to Live, live up to your parents' expectations and I guess the culture's expectations and you ended up breaking boundaries and being your own person, which I'm all here for. That's very powerful. Thank you. Yeah, of course. That's, that's really huge that yeah. you did all that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm still at, amazed, but you know, I, like I said, it's all a learning journey and I'm here to learn and grow. That's all I want to do. <laughs> Well, it's well. Well, you're doing a good job. You're doing Thank you. good. Yeah, of course, of course. And I love what you're doing. Um, I love that you broke boundaries, and I got this whole career going. And you made a mark for yourself, which I'm very happy for you about that. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, hundred percent. Oh, this is gonna be good. Um. Let's, let's jump into more. I'm sorry. Um, my tongue's being so mean to me. Oh. He's being rude. Um, now let's jump in into um, music. Um, we know about your life. You yep. went on. We know. Um, but now I want to know and since you produce and compose, you can say both, both if you want. Um, so I want to know from you, like when you're producing and composing, what is your, what what is the way that you produce? What is the way you compose? A much more process of doing those things into you know finishing a project. Yeah, that's yeah. a very great question. So I, um, when I go in this journey. Uh, first and foremost i'm really interested like i said i i'm a I, I love stories i really love the stories different people and the way they journey to go through 
um, I always listen to what is the story that's being told. Um, and I remember the project that I was working on. Uh, it was a project about uh, about the Holocaust, um, and I wasn't really uh, well versed. Um, side note: I'm not a I'm not a big history buff, but I do like <laughs> a little bit of history here and there. Uh, so I had to really do my own research in in history and understanding how it works and all that kind of stuff. So I had. I'm I I I'm I had to sort of understand how how it all works. So I I do take a lot of time to I, I feel like um with music there's always non-musical elements that helps us understand and gives us word that will help us give us a summation of what would be a particular track that we listen to. So for example, we have any adjective. So it could be um a particular song that we listen to and it has a um uh, a, a great feeling or like that kind of like ecstatic, you know, jumping off of a cliff kind of feeling, you know, that sort of like uh, adrenaline rush, so to speak. Uh, and then there's the sad of like, you know, rip your heart out kind of sad and stuff. So there's like different ways to metaphorically explain um, the music element. And, we, and that's the beauty about music. So one of the things that I first do is I first understand the context of which uh, the event or uh, topic that's being explored over here. Um, for example, going back to my example of uh, learning about the Holocaust, I had to study that a bit more, you know, and I did a lot of uh, research and readings and also talking to a lot of friends who were in that sort of, you know, the, the big history buffs um, and really uh, understand that journey a bit more. And then from there, I sit down, uh, I've got my trusty grand piano, no, not, not really grand piano, sorry, it's the upright piano that I have on my left over here. I just jump on it and I start playing some chords. Uh, what what would be the first thing that come in my head? Um, and then start playing around with some ideas here and there. And then from there, I I jump straight into the the, the computer. Uh, for me, I use the Mac, so I open up my Logic Pro session and <coughs> I start. Uh, I guess uh, what they say, lay some bars down, as they say, <laughs> um, and then uh, and then uh, and, and then go from there. Just it's, it's just a matter of trial and error, and then see how it goes from there. Um, and then where does that give me close to it? So what I do is I, from, from the, from the non-musical study that I take, I, I come up with some different keywords that help me explain, um, the, the topic a bit more. So for example, it could be, uh, and I'm not looking for like very, you know, cliche kind of what's like, you know, some people say, oh, dynamic, uh, vigilant and outstanding and i'm like well that those are very very platonic ones i'm looking for actual actual metaphorically descriptive words uh words that can uh really paint a particular image in your head so to speak um if you had to put a movie scene to it that would be the best way to really understand it um so i would jump on it i would play around with it and then see how, how it goes from there start thinking of uh the melody start thinking of maybe the, the chords that would go with it um i work with a lot of people who uh they'll go to me here's my track here's the thing that i work on can you make it a magic and i'll be like cool yeah no worries uh and sometimes it can be like you know the audio is uh the the, the audio is just straight from the phone uh so it's a lot of like peaking here and there um the, the voice is not like it, the, the the person who sings it you know probably they haven't warmed up so to speak uh and things are not you know on the grid uh they're not lined up so what i do is i i understand what's going on and then after that i start you know just trial and error but then sometimes i get into a crossroad to decide which way i want to go if i'm working with somebody i always tell them 
there are two ways or there are ways you can go with this and i let them uh, make the decision i would give my two cents about it but at the end of the day when i'm working with somebody or for example if i'm working with a client um they're paying the money so it's important that they feel that they have a say of what kind of vibe and what kind of feel they want to go through um so i always listen to what they want i'll give them my two cents but i'll say to them um, this is what I think it is, but at the end of the day, it's your call. So you tell me which way you want to go, and then I'll, I'll, I'll do it that way. Um, and then, uh, if, and then we keep working through it a bit more. And then once I send them the final product, they'll be like, "Yep, this sounds really great. Cool, done. Okay, just share it, and then you know, and then see how you go from there. And then that's how it is. But for my own personal one, usually, like, um, I, I do have different projects that I work on. Like for example, a track that I'm doing at the moment, I'm trying to do a bit more of a Halloween inspired track because I know Halloween is coming up in about four weeks time-ish. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, you know, trying to do something like that, uh, learning how to always step outside the boundaries. I've never done something like this, uh, which is really cool. Uh, I've listened to a lot of Halloween inspired music, but never actually made that kind of stuff because uh, first and foremost, I'm not a big horror person. I don't like horror films. I, 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 I generally don't. And I don't really have an interest for thriller my partner always uh drags me and she tries to find ways to sneak a horror movie whenever we we do like movie time together and i'll be like nope 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 that ain't happening i'm walking away <laughs> but i know that i also have to i also know that i have to uh you know part of a music a composer i have to learn how to be open to things and you know bring out different emotions uh i know a lot of my friends in the in the field they say that horror is actually a really awesome genre to write music for because uh you bring out so much different uh, uh attributes but you also basically challenge yourself um and you can think bring things like sound design you can bring things like um uh with, with the cool thing of technology you can play around with automation so to speak uh and whatnot um so you can make it sound like it's swelling like a like a doppler effect kind of sound um, you can create your own sound. You can sample in sounds and things like that. Uh, so that's the that's the amazing thing about the, you know doing a kind of thing. But for me, um, I'm always looking for ways to challenge myself from the last project. Um, so if there are things that I haven't done, I want to try and do it uh, and just make it a bit more interesting. And that's the way I go. Oh, okay, that's awesome. That's cool. That's cool. I like that you went in depth with how you do it. That's really cool. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, of course. Ooh. That's awesome. And clearly the process is working because you're making incredible music that draws attention. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I like to think that because I, uh, you know, I, I, I can always say that I'm, I'm the greatest at that, but it's best to, it's, it's better to have other people who can validate my statement because otherwise I'll be, I'll sound like an egocentric person, wouldn't I? <laughs> yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have a good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You should really have people back you up if you're going to say you're, um, you're the best. You can't just yeah, say no, yeah. no one listens And to also you. the thing is like, um, uh, I always say that it's better to get from somebody who is not within your, your inner circle, so to speak, because um, I <laughs> I remember what what time my mentor said to me like you know um, just because your mom says that you're the best at that that means that you are like you know make it about and I'm like oh what like you know I understand that but uh, I think it really makes sense when somebody else who's not directly you know have a close affiliation to you 
uh, know that you have a great job, uh, you, you, you do a good job, uh, not just on the, the music side of things, but just being professional as well. Um, so that's the thing that, that I, I really look for whenever I do my work because, um, yeah, uh, everyone can say that they're great, but uh, it's important to get that other person who they can speak of without you having to open your mouth and say you are good at what you do that they say you are good at what you do. So, you know, that's the, that's the best thing that I, that I, that I really admire for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I wish people wouldn't say they're the best because if you don't have fans. If you don't have people that support you, there's really no point of calling you the best. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think that the term being the best is also very subjective, right? It also depends on how you measure what yeah. being the best at what you do is, isn't it? Um, so it, yeah 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 they make the term so like exclusive because the best could mean anything yeah exactly exactly so like for me for me my terms of being the best is um how much value are you giving to the community around you how you know because again we live in a world of social media where people are consuming content you know on their phone or on on, on the computer um so how much value are you giving whether it be monetary or not um and also like are you challenging uh, the conversations that are out there and making people think a lot more about what's happening? I think that's that's the way for me being the best. And also at the end of the day, like you know, for you to look at your your you know as a creative, it's we're very hard on ourselves a lot. We're always um, we are our harshest critics. Um, so I learn for me to be the best at something is being able to emotionally detach myself and listen to this piece of music and go, Oh, this is great. And then suddenly you realize, Oh wait, it's actually my work. Oh, okay. This is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. That's the best thing out there. So yeah. Yes. 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 100%. 100. 100. It makes pretty good points. It's yeah. pretty good ones. I like this. Um, good. Now this is this um look, excuse me I'm sorry my brain's on on fully that's that's why I'm like this um a lot of fans are loving what you're putting out um the fans were wondering and I also wonder if there's anything more that we can look forward to from you. Hmm, great question. Uh, I guess uh I would say stay tuned um because I do have a couple of things coming out. One one of the things that I'm trying to work towards to is actually um, uh, as opposed to making music, I'm I'm very passionate about the education of the music of teaching somebody how to, I guess, adopt the craft. Um, so one of the things I'm, I'm actually looking towards to is actually making a course uh, that teaches people how to be a composer. Um, uh, you know, the the steps, the know-how, some of my workflows, some of my uh, things that I've learned, some of my approaches. How do you take something that you listen to and go, how can I make something of my own? Um, that's one thing that I'm, I'm releasing. In terms of my music in general, uh, I can't say exactly because I like like my next project is actually working in a Halloween-inspired track and obviously moving forward. My next thing that I want to work to is, uh, I guess, <laughs> no better time than now is actually talking about New Year's, uh, making a track that's inspired for the New Year's, you know? Um, trying to go for the seasonal kind of tracks because I've never write, written music for seasonal. It's always the music that I always written for is for either for a film based project or if it's for a, um, 
sometimes like a, a commercial uh, project. So for example, I did one recently for a, um, a client of mine who made music for her parents passing. So she wanted to do a song in dedication to them. Um, so, uh, you know, trying to get more into that space, but, um, I always say the world's my oyster, um, and I want to work towards that a bit more. And, um, I would say just either keep in touch with me on the socials, keep in touch with me on, um, you can definitely send me a, a, an email. I'll definitely, you know, reach out and say hello to you. But, uh, those are things that I, I, I'm working towards too, which I'm really excited to, to share for sure. Awesome. I'm so stoked. I'm so excited. Thank you. Yeah, of course. This is all so amazing. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not groaning at you. I'm just stretching. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> so if you thought that I was frowning, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, let's get a little more fun. This is this will place your showcase. Um this will be a good replacement. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> what I do sometimes for my guests is I do a switch interview, and it's a chance for them to ask me anything or dare me any. Well, dare means to ask me anything, um, or dare me to do any to do anything or ask me anything. So um, yeah, you can ask me anything you want. Um, anything. Yeah. Sure. Um... I guess, uh, hmm, that's a really interesting one. Have you ever had somebody on, on your podcast that has challenged the way you, you, you understand or think about things? Um, you mean like challenging, like how opposing ideas about how I uh, uh, kind of, but just, just in general, but like, you know, say for example, where it becomes a, a, a sort of. Uh, a discussion but it becomes more of a it, it has changed your perception of certain things yeah i've had that many times um, okay all right <laughs> i've had it many many times um it happened i think it happened with um hawk life a person i interviewed a while back mm. um it happened with um um galapogenia and these two duo from the group that happened, um, and actually, um, an unreleased interview that happened that um, I decided not to release. Um, it's an unreleased one that I decided to not release. So it, it has happened many times during the show, and it's it actually has become helpful. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> how how have you dealt with that? If you don't mind me asking, like in terms of mentally after you know having that sort of series of events happen, ha has it been a positive learning experience for you? Has it been negative? I mean, I'm not sure oh. about if I'm breaking my quota of the questions. Oh, no. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'm actually loving these. I love in dub questions. I love it. Um, so, um, I always look on the positive side of things. Um, so, every interview I take as a learning opportunity for me. Mm. Um, that's partially why this show even started, so I can learn more about everybody, because... Mm. I'm growing as a person. I'm a songwriter too. So nice. Um, oh yes. <laughs> um, so through the show, I've noticed that every single interview, I learn something, and sure. it doesn't really necessarily have to be just um, 
just you know i guess about that person um yeah i get to learn stuff about the world um and about communities and about different countries um i have told people but i've done people from around the world i've done mexico i've done canada i've done um india romania australia yes sir um, nice. italy the uk um london is a very popular one people oh, yeah. in the UK. and of course my very own united states um so when i interview somebody that's not from the u.s um and actually everywhere really i think it's a learning opportunity that's oh, why wow. i make it a conversation because it's really a conversation i don't really treat it like an interview like if i was just randomly asking you questions like a job interview um yeah. more like a conversation you know because that's what we're here for um when those times come up though I take it as a learning thing. When I have to do thinking like that, it reminds me of what I have to work on as a podcaster, because we're not all perfect. I'm still learning. I've only done the show for a year, so. And the show also allows me to learn more as a podcaster and learn more about technology. It allows me to learn more really about myself too. So to answer your question, I take every interview as a learning thing for me, and I take it it adds to my portfolio, portfolio, sorry, I can never say that word, damn it, I can't uh, say it's it. It's so good. <laughs> I can never say it right, but you get the point. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good, it's good to see, because I, I, I sometimes uh, find, I come across people who, um, they take it very personally, and they take it in a way where they, um, you know, um, I've seen healthy uh, arguments, but I've also seen healthy. Uh, I've, I've also seen arguments that go pear-shaped, where people will go, "Okay, I'm done. I'm never coming back to this thing." End call. Bye. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, and that's and that's like that's really terrible and depressing because you really don't need to go that personal with people. You really don't have to go that personal. Yeah. Like people don't understand that you can't go that personal with, with, you know, people like that. Cause you know, people in the world, there's going to be jerks everywhere you go in your life. There's going to be jerks and idiots and people that don't respect others and rude Mm. people. You can't do anything about it. You can't be personal. Um, You can't let those things stop you from your life because you can't, you can't stop them from being jerks and haters because we're in a world now where you can say anything you want to. The First Amendment even says the freedom of speech. So you you get to say anything you want to and nobody can stop you from saying anything. Instagram, Facebook, they can only block. They can't stop you physically though from not saying shit. Like they can't stop you. They can't force you to not do it nature can't force you like people are going to say stuff so that's why it's petty and ridiculous and it's bullshit excuse me um it's ridiculous um that people do that and it's really sad to me that's really sad it's really it's really depressing to see that you will go as low as like personal um and like name calling him on that hey yeah I mean, that's ridiculous. That's why these artists are very successful because 
trust me, every single musician, producer, anybody with musical talent has had haters. I've had some, you've had some. Everybody has some type of hater on um, social media or even in person. You can't do anything about it. All you can really do is just keep going and move on. That's what I've been doing. I mean, there's been moments where people have put me in arguments. I have had one. Um, In fact, since we've been close, since you and I have been closely um, in this, I'm going to show you this because it's going to talk about arguments. Um, I'm going to show you this one time, and this is a very big one. Okay. Um, I did a virtual concert. It's called, um, excuse me, I did the Actually, let me start from the very beginning. You remember Hawk Life, right? The reason I mentioned. Yep. Yep. Well, him and I did a concert together. It was called TGIF Music Festival, right? Um, It was not as successful as we thought it was going to be. So I came back a month ago with another concert with um, a duo named Immortal Being, which they're from they're from Canada, so they're from like across the world, um, from Canada at least. I did a concert with them and apparently information was passed on to think that I didn't respect Hawk Life at all for what he was doing. And I was like backstabbing. Um, and so he got very upset with that. And I oh, kept telling wow. him that I support him and he still wouldn't believe me. And then he dragged my friend into it and they got upset and he'd been getting more and more haters. And he's been hated because people saw him getting sexual um, he they caught him being you know having sexual um actions with a 16 year old and come him calling him a pedophile and um, um he's been getting those kind of haters but someone someone you're working with can you imagine that um yeah, yeah, yeah. someone you're working with and then weeks later you see them moving on and you apparently think they're a backstabber um that's like that doesn't play with me so i was like very upset that day uh i had that um i had that so much um so much nonsense um thrown at me for nothing um nothing uh that all thrown at me for nothing and the worst well not really the worst another thing that my friends were torn into it um and it caused them to get hurt too. And he caused this whole thing to occur just because of me, you know, moving on. And it's not like I don't hate Hawk Life. Hawk Life is an amazing person. If it wasn't for him, then the concert wouldn't have happened. But it's like he thinks of me as backstabbing only because I um, only because I moved on and did something else and did a more successful show than you know he did. And that same guy, we're doing a concert, a virtual concert at the end of October during Halloween. So it's like, and then I had to stop minimizing because then people were getting upset with me for even communicating with him in the first place. So it's like, he was like a very bad person. And I've had people like that. I've had haters criticize me. I've heard people call me a scammer, apparently. I've had that too on Facebook. Um, I have people scam me because I would ask them for interviews and they say, you're a scammer, fuck off. And I'm like, oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had people like that. I've had, I heard people say I'm gay and my voice sounds weird. Like, fuck you. Um, yeah, yeah. No one cares. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so just to go along with what you've been asking me, I'm sorry if it's long and lengthy. Um, 
No, it's good. Oh, thanks. You know, those things happen. Yeah. But I, I couldn't let him get into my head like that because yeah. um, when people, you know, people, uh, I don't know if people say it, but when your heart's broken, it's broken. Like yeah. once your heart's broken, it's, you can't fix it anymore. If you lost someone you love, if you lost your family member, if you lost your mom or your dad, if you lost someone because of COVID, that's yeah. heartbroken. If I lost, if I um, lost any of my parents because they're alive still, my heart would be broken. Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be broken, and nothing can fix it. Um, That's true. People also say that you can't fix a broken heart once you can try a million flowers, and it still won't fix a broken heart. So, um, I have been heartbroken um, many times in my life. Mm-hmm. So it's like I can't really get personal. I have to keep going because. I have to still do this. I have to still keep going and help people like you. I have to still do this. Like I can't just do this because of one person. We're talking about seven billion people in the world. You can't just focus on that one person. Mm. It's funny you say that because um, I think I think every every bad experience has taught us things, right? Um, yes. It, it it shaped us in our thinkings. It's also allowed us to. Uh, I guess yeah. um, yes. one, one thing one thing I've learned from um uh, from this game, uh, the God of War, the 2018 version, um, uh, there's a line that uh, Kratos says, uh, um, I can't remember for life of me. Um, oh yeah, he's he he's talking to his son and he says, "A broken quiver will slow you down. Pain we endure. Faulty weaponry, uh, we do not." This will do for now, and then he says, "You yeah. good? Okay, go." And that that statement res- resides in me so much because uh, pain is something that that we, we we go through, and like we cannot choose to 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 um, accept it or let it define us. Like what you said, you know, having somebody live in your space rent free, um, or are you just gonna like take that as a learning experience, accept it, and then move on? Um, you know, um, yeah. I really like I really liked your your philosophy of like you know what, these things are gonna make it break you, but I'm not gonna let it break you. And uh, there are seven billion people in the world that you you know you start looking at the bigger picture rather than like a, you know, um, the small picture. And I think it's uh it's interesting. I also was listening to another, um, I was listening to this is on social media and someone was saying before it's like. They said that it's actually very selfish of you, to think, that their opinion or what they feel is the reason why you wouldn't push yourself to the next level. And I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, what do you mean by being selfish? Like, isn't it right? Because that's, you know, that's how I feel it. I was like, well, if you want to, like, if you want to achieve that bigger picture, it's, you got to put aside, like, what you're, like, what you're feeling and whether, like, are you getting a lot of out of it and things like that. And stop looking at yourself more and start looking at like what kind of greater good are you going to achieve by doing this? Um, obviously, there's yourself in there, you know, that's the most important thing. But, um, and I think that's the thing that, that relates back to being music, music, uh, doing music. Um, a lot of people make music hoping that it's their one way ticket to be like the next Dre or the next um, Eminem or the next, um, you know, the next Hans Zimmer or whatnot. Um, and I say, well, those people exist already. We want you. We don't want we we don't want another uh, another um, a person that's already there. And you know that's where you 
you gotta you gotta create because you like to create but you also want to share the story the intention has to be from a right place if you share it from a wrong place it's like well then don't do it like all honesty you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah uh but yeah it's interesting that you, you say that it's very very interesting um but yeah yeah thanks for sharing that really appreciate it <laughs> Yeah, of course. I think everybody should know. And I want to just back up what I said. And yeah, what you said is right. And overall, we just have to move on. And pain's like a part of life. Everybody goes through it. And everybody goes through a broken heart. Everybody has some type of, you know, pain. But we have to move on because we still have to live life. That's the thing about pain also. It's a teaching. Like you said, it's a learning It's a learning thing. But um, yeah, it's a learning thing. It learn. It teaches you to. Um, it actually challenges you too. Mm-hmm. Pain actually challenges you um, to see how you react to pain. Yeah. What yeah. are you gonna do? Because let me just say that some people are just um, they're just so dramatic and they go into this whole phase um, when they lose somebody or if they have a breakup and. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens. It happens to people. Um, and then you've got some people with common sense and they're like, okay, um, I've taken a te- I took a deep breath. I've taken it all in. I'm ready to go back to my life. So it's mm-hmm. like a test. Um, it's almost like a test almost when someone, um, when something, you know, bad happens to you, you have pain. It kind of also is a test to just see like how you're going to react to this. Cause, um, as science has, has, every action has a reaction too. Yep. So that's that's just proven in life and in science. So whatever, how you go about pain determines how the rest of your life goes. If you're that kind of person who moves on, you'll get to live the rest of your life with opportunities. If you just stick in your little box um, being sad, you'll never get to experience life yourself and you're going to die with pretty much no backing up at all yeah yeah 100 yeah but yeah it's uh it's yeah it's it's very it's very uh very insightful and uh thank you for for sharing that and that takes a lot for you to do it so i really applaud you for doing that yeah of course this was a very serious thing to ask i really do appreciate you no worries <laughs> oh, i'm loving this come on give me some more <laughs> Uh, what else? I don't know. I think you've given it quite a lot, to be honest. I think that's that's already a lot to unpack already. So that's okay. Ask away. I have I have the rest of the night. Come on, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I guess um, my question to you, I I've been really into a lot of um, like self help and also uh mindset training a lot for myself into understanding myself a bit more um and i one of the things that i actually have openly struggled with is sometimes um handling rejection um i recently tried out for a competition which um was a film scoring competition and uh i remembered uh for an entire month i kept telling myself I'm going to win it. 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 And then when it came to the actual day, um, it didn't happen. I didn't even make anything. 
not even runner up, not even the winner. Um, and I had a bit of a, I guess, existentialism crisis of like asking myself, what am I doing this though? What, why am I, why am I composing? Why am I doing all that kind of stuff? Um, oh. You can, you can say, you can say it's a, it's a moment of, um, you question everything, you know, why are you doing this for? <laughs> right. Um, I guess, I guess the question I wanted to ask you, have you ever driven yourself to a point where you've ha you've questioned yourself as to why you're doing this like is it all worth it and that kind of stuff and yes. how did you pick yourself back up and go let's get back into it and let's get the show going because um you know there are going to be days where um it takes everything out of you like it, it and you know you lose yourself in the process i i always have this image in my head it's like you need to be steamrolled in order to to you know and surrender yourself to everything to make sure that your 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 achievements and your you know your, what you desire and what you what you aspire to uh is as fulfilled or you know you've done you've done the best that you could um but then when you realize that the best that you could is not actually the best that you could how do you wrestle through that turmoil and how do you wrestle through all of that to then find yourself and pick yourself back into it like it took me actually almost a week or oh, actually almost a week and a bit to get back into it again and open up my session i i think when i when i said i was working on a halloween project i i was talking about this a while ago but actually for two weeks i didn't even touch any composing i was too scared to do it because i was like you know what's the point and i kept asking myself what i'm doing um, i i eventually said to myself like screw this you know what what you know enough of this sort of rejection stuff you know and and i, I had a lot of sort of tough love conversation with my mentors um i would like to ask you how have you dealt with sort of the pain, the rejection, and you know, when you've given everything and then you realize like, is it all worth it? And then finding yourself back again and trying to get back yourself into this, I guess, back on the saddle and, you know, giddy up and get going and whatnot. Um, yeah, I would like to ask if you've had something similar like that and see what, what have you dealt with it and what kind of mindset priming do you do for yourself to keep yourself back into it? Mm, good question. Okay. Um... I've had that many times. I've had in two different kind of cases um, with podcasting and with music. So I'm gonna go into music first. Um, with songwriting, um, when I first put out music, when I first put it out, you know, um, honestly, I was young at the time and I was not, I was not like ready. I was like jumping into wanting to ask people. And then I got responses like, you got to get better. And this stinks. Um, to me, that hurt a lot, but I had to think about it. It took me like a day or two to kind of get it off my shoulder. Like, um, like, and I had to question like, is songwriting worth it? Is it worth doing all this? And I had to think back and think like, um, Basically, you've got to get your head straight. It's just reviews. And I realized that reviews are a part of life. Um, so when somebody criticizes you, I've learned, I learned that day that criticism is very important. It, it's important to me whenever people have said about my show, um, they said what could be worked on. I'm like, okay, um, I'm gonna work on that. Thank you. Um, mm -hmm. And also with the podcast, um, so when my other friends started their own show, firstly, what I used to feel is like, 
jealous. I used to feel jealous, like, yeah. oh no, um, you're gonna do better than me. Um, and I had questioned, like, is podcasting worth it? And I've also thought about that when I when I got back from work and I still have to do podcasting, I still have to do it. I get back, I get back here at three. I'm exhausted, I'm tired, and guess what? I have an interview in an hour, so I have to shower and I have to prep and then get ready it's like i'm thinking like is it worth it anymore like yeah yeah it is it worth my time and when people when listens got declined sometimes it's like is that worth it um when your friends they don't support the podcast anymore they don't care about it it's like that's um but you know what i would i would never take a week to figure that out i have to Mm -hmm. i have to remember that this is life and these disappointments um, and these things that happen, I can't let it sink through me. I can't, yeah, I can't yeah. let that happen because I have to still have this life. Everybody has a purpose and a reason why they're here. You know that, mm. everyone knows that. You're here per, for a specific reason. Um, you are built with a purpose in your life. Um, Everybody is born with a purpose, with a mindset um, of what they want to do with their life. Everybody's given a chance at life. That's true for every single damn person. And I, and I know you know. Um, everybody's given a chance. And there's many different things you can go with that. <laughs> um, yeah. It's many different things with that. Um, but overall, um, I can't let it sink in because remember, I need to live my life. When I was born, God from up above um, put all these things in me and wanted me to do these things. Um, he wanted me to do these things. He already knew that I was going to do this before I even was interested. He knew that I was going to do this whole show mm-hmm. before it even happened. Before Wrap It Out happened, he knew that it was going to happen. Um, So I have to think back and remember that I still have to keep going. So I have to let it just fly away. I just have to let it just um, fly away and just let it go away. Because you can't let let those things get to you. And that's the same thing I said earlier. You can't let those things get to you. You have to let it pass by. You have to let those things go. You have to let them pass by because you have a mission and a job to do and the job is to experience and live life. So you can't let those little things stop you because they have a whole future and life ahead of you. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was cool. That was really cool. (laughs) Oh, thanks. (laughs) I'm sorry, it's just you're asking a lot of deep questions and I'm just, wow, this, this is this is like, I've never done interviews like this before that's deep, so you really let out a different side of me. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's, uh, it's, uh, it's one of my things that I'm, I'm learning at the moment and it's cool to hear from someone as to how, how they go through their own sort of, I always say that being a musician is sometimes a very, it's a very personal journey, um, so... And it's a lot of uh, onion peeling moments, and there is a lot of things to unpack from that. Um, and it's uh, it takes a lot for somebody to really just accept 
that there are things that they have in them, uh, whether they're happy with it or not, um, and you know, and mm-hmm. I guess work yes. through it and then and yes. w- work with it and then go from there and yeah. see if this is their that's what they want. And I think if if the mission is still true and what they want to be at, then no matter what, they'll still do it. It's not about whether you feel like doing it or not. It's just you you do it. You just go through it. You know so. Um, that, and that's something that I, I'm trying to learn because I, I, I guess I, I, I have primed myself based on the ideology that I will only do things if I feel like doing and then I realize that that can only get me so far whereas uh, you know if you do it even if, if in those days that are like you know you feel crap and you feel like you don't want to do it anymore um, those are the, the biggest gems that you get from I remember when I first did my my first ever film score I had a very big argument with my brother at the time and I was uh, and we were not talking and I sat down I was producing my music and I, I, I sent the demo over to the, to the film director and it ended up being his favorite thing that he kept playing over and over again and it actually led me to being nominated in a film festival which was the first big time for me but it's funny how the um, and I was actually hearing this from a friend and they said that uh, all the greatest composers uh, drew their inspiration and got their best works from like the darkest moments of their life. <laughs> uh, as much as I, I hate it, <laughs> I hate that statement because <laughs> I want to try and also say that you can also be in a good place in your life and also draw from something great to help you write a particular music regardless of the emotion. Um, but they always say that the best form of diamonds uh, comes from the, 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 the amount of pressure that you have to push through. Um, I was listening to this spot, uh, this uh, person, Eric Thomas, um, he's, he's known as the E.T., the hip-hop preacher, um, and he talks about how diamonds are made by the, the highest amount of pressure, and it's when you get pushed over to, to, to new limits is when you start shining up. And it's funny, like whenever I share to all... I was, I was we, funny. I was just having a catch up virtu- here in Sydney, Australia. We're still in that sort of lockdown phase where everything's sort of restricted, not much movement and stuff like that. Um, and everybody, I know a lot of people who lost businesses, uh, lost families due to the pandemic. Uh, they've, uh, you know, they're over their work. Um, you know, they don't like the whole working from home. Um, they're over watching the screen. They, they feel like they have nothing to look forward to. Um, and then when I share my story, they're like, oh, wow, you're like the complete opposite to everybody I've met. And I'm like, and I just go, that's just, isn't that normal? Like, you know, and then I really, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, and that's the, that's the thing that we learn, right? When we get pushed to different corners and the pandemic has made us push where, you know, for example, like I'm having this conversation with you on your side of the world and I'm on this side of my world, you know, it's 10, it's 10, 25 here. And you know, you're, you're, you're sort of finishing off your day on Tuesday. Um, you know, the, the wonders of doing things like this is, is wonderful. You know, um, never in a lifetime, I would actually consider doing something like this, but here we are and here we are doing it. And it's allowed us to, to challenge things and to move through things. And it's allowed a, a forced us to adapt uh, in a good way, obviously. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's amazing to see how different people adapt to things and, um, work through the pressures that they have um, and even if they don't feel like it at the end of the day it's a matter of personal choice and it's a matter of what you want to do you know you're in the driver's seat and you decide where you want to take the car to go I guess <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah 
100. Good points, good points. I definitely am for 100%. <laughs> I'm loving this. You got anything else in that tank? No, I think that's been about it. I think I, I, I got a lot of nuggets from myself. I'm going to have an amazing time now during the day just reflecting on this conversation that we've had. I think it's really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I thank you for sharing what you shared. It's really, really cool. It's really nice to see how different people adapt and work through their own issues and also how they approach themselves. And that's the thing that I love about um, the industry that we're in. We get to... Um, see how other people approach the way they yes. do things and learn from it and you know take from it and you know we gotta we gotta support each other rather than be like you're my i've got to cut your grass to make my living whereas we're like well you know have the camaraderie of anything so yeah yes 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 100 100 i'm with you all the way Thank and you. that's good uh, <laughs> i know earlier you mentioned about teaching um do you have you ever thought about wanting to go back to teaching? I am. I, that is actually how I'm doing my livelihood at the moment. So the composing thing is something that I, I haven't 100% make a full living of. I am still teaching. Um, I do teach currently at the moment. A lot of students uh, with mostly all within Australia um, and in Sydney itself. Um, and something that I, I really find a way to give back to the community um, just to, for example, uh, you know, just really exciting things to see where I can go from there. So then, like, like I said, the next thing that I'm wanting to do is actually try to make a course and be able to give it to young people. Because um, I, I, I thought to myself, if I had something like this when I was growing up doing my composing things, um, I think my journey would have been a little bit more... Uh, I would understand the techniques and I would just have to perfect it and get better. Um, when I first started up my composing thing, first of all, composition was a term that only if you're a musician or if you're, if you're a true musician, so to speak, when I say true musician, as in like you understand or you studied it, uh, you know what that means. In the general public, they'll be like, what's a composer? Or producer or does that mean like you have to produce like and they think like producers like you know producing rap beats and stuff like that or trap beats and i was like not really <laughs> uh, so th there was a lot of not just educating the students that i work with but educating the community in general um so whatever people were giving me opportunities they were giving me performance opportunities which were never really like i like it it's great but it's not something that i market myself out there i market myself more like i make my own stuff and this is my music hear this have it and do whatever you want um uh so it was interesting to so the, the space that i'm trying to do a bit more with the teaching is teaching my students more about you can you have a space that you belong you don't have to be the the best performer out there even if you're most shy introverted person out there you can be in your room and still do your own music and release the greatest music out there um and and still still be considered as a as a as a musician rather than having to like think that oh i need to perform it live or go on a live stream to to show that i'm a musician you can even just appeal them based on the, the what you hear um and that's the thing that i'm trying to to hopefully create awareness to people that creating music is an art and it's actually as important as um you know improving mental health you know today we live in a world where mental health is a, not a taboo anymore it's actually very very important and it is to be talked about 
um, you know, it's uh, and the space that I'm trying to trying to go with the teaching. It's more so about uh, realizing to the youngsters that you can compose and there is such thing as becoming a composer and you can learn how to do it. And, you, and it's just going back to really simple fundamentals, trying to find out the different adjectives and find musical ways to express that. And that's pretty much it. Mm. That's really cool, dude. I respect you 100%. Thank you. <laughs> and I really hope that um, you, get, you, get, you get to go worldwide. I mean, I got a whole connection if you're ready to do that. If it, yeah, if so I'm yeah. planning to release my course uh, later this year. Hope, I'm, I'm trying to use the whole like, you know, Christmas time and whatnot to release it. So I'm, 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 I'm still at, at the works of developing it, going through finessing it and whatnot. Once I do it, um, I'll definitely let you know if it's happening, I guess, that you can sort of <laughs> spread it out, <laughs> spread the wings out, I guess. <laughs> it would be nice. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really like what you're doing. I um, I tutor myself, so it's really cool to see another fellow one. Thank you. <laughs> that's uh, that's cool. <sighs> um, I'm I'm trying to take all this in as well. Um, I wanted to just thank you for this conversation. Um. To me, this didn't. Um, this felt more like. This felt more than an interview. It felt more like, um, like I guess a conversation. Um, yeah. Like I'm meeting you for the first time or something. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, I know, I always like to have conversations rather than being interviewed because I think it's important that you know uh, you as a person as well have your own opinions and your own things that you want to talk about but it's cool to see how we can have similarities but we can also have discourse but you know it's uh, for me I, I just want to learn I just want to see how you are doing things and see if I can learn that and put that adopted into my routine and see if I can be better um, and that's my motto being better than I was yesterday <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> that's nothing but the truth that's it that's it Thank mm -hmm. you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate that. Really awesome. <laughs> yeah, this was insane. This was amazing. Um, it's a lot to go down. Um, it's a lot. Uh, I just, I might even need to do some reflecting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I noticed that you're sighing a lot as well. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, but we gotta keep going. Life is moving faster than we're ever speaking, so we gotta. Yes. Keep, we gotta keep it. Um, thank you again for this. Um, is there anything um, that anything anything lastly you would like to tell your um, the audience and your fans out there? Anything at all that you would like to? Uh, I say, show up. Just keep going. Just keep doing it. If you're in that dark spot know that it's not permanent it's temporary you can pull yourself out of it um and we need more music in this world so if you ever had that itch of wanting to make something do it don't wait for tomorrow don't wait for that start now if you can um one small thing at a time and then your world is your oyster have fun that's all i say yes 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 <laughs> yes uh all right time for the fans because i think they've been enjoying this hey guys how are you guys doing you guys still awake haha <laughs> i'm just joking i know 
Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. Make sure to check out Sean at social media pages. I followed you on Instagram, by the way. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so make sure to check him out, guys, down below in the link provided. Um, he's an amazing producer, so if you guys are ever looking for uh, any production done, um, this, this is a good guy. Have about $100 um, set aside, and that's for any producer. Just have some money aside in case they charge that's you. Right. In case they charge you. Usually it'll be $100, $200, um, so have some money aside. Yep. <laughs> As always, keep supporting the podcast. As always, make sure to follow me and follow me um, on the social media pages, including you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can if you want to. Um, keep keep on supporting. Wrap it out. Um, keep supporting us for all we do. We do so much. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, as you guys saw, this was a new side of me. Um, I've never been this personal. Um, before on the show, this is the first time. Uh, this this is this is the first time for me. I've never actually been this up close in person before, so it's brand new to me. This is all brand oh, new. Oh wow! <laughs> this is all new. Um, but thanks again for coming by, and I support you by um, got you on Insta. I might do some more later. I hope you'll keep on supporting us and all we do. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Awesome. And follow back. I'm just kidding. Still kidding. <laughs> you should. No but you should. I'm just kidding. But you should. Um, uh, yay. You must be on your cell phone. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just going to my, on my laptop. It's all good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn, I forgot Instagram's also on laptops. That's right. There you go. <laughs> Damn, I forgot. <laughs> um, but again, guys, make sure to check out Sean. Um, if you need anything producer-wise or composer-wise, he's a good guy to hit up. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, keep on supporting Wrap It Out, and don't be idiots and not check him out. If you're not checking him out, suck a dick. Um, <laughs> as always, I love you guys so much, and peace. See you guys on the next one I do.